Welcome to Courageously Casey. I am your host, Casey Russell, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is to share my story for His glory, and my prayer is that God will utilize me to speak to your heart and mind so that you too are able to confidently and courageously go after your God-sized dreams. Let's get right to it. Let's talk friendships today. Have you ever felt like, wow, I wish I had that kind of girlfriend. I I wish that I had those kind of people in my life. I wish that I had somebody to call that would pray with me right now. I wish I had somebody that call that I could call to pick up my kids and that we hung out on Friday nights and we did life together. Or I wish we went on trips together, you know, girlfriend trips or couples trips or stuff like that. Listen, you are not alone. You are not alone. And I want to share my journey through friendships and kind of be honest and real about um, where I am currently and how God's worked through me with friendships. So a few years ago, when I moved 500 miles from everything I knew, I felt really, really isolated. Now, yes, I was moved to a very small town. And when I say small town, I don't mean, you know, five, six, seven thousand people. I did a poll on my Instagram the other day and people said that they consider 25,000 population towns small. I'm just going to tell you all that is a big city for me. (laughs) I was in a town and moved when my husband and I got married to a town of five or 600 people. Yes, five or 600 people. There were literally more cows than people. And it was really, really hard. Now, I'll just tell you that where I was living back in my hometown, I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, I had my one really, really, really good friend that had gotten married and was moving and doing all the things that we can only pray to do. And so, friendships were really hard for me. Um, my coworkers had kind of become friendly, but we weren't friends at all. Um, we never hung out on the weekends. We would go to like coworker lunches, but we weren't friends. And so really what I had was my family. I have always been really close with my cousins and I thank God for them. But, um, that's kind of who I had as far as friends. And so I had struggled with this y'all. I had struggled with, um, feeling alone, you know, um, in high school, I had tons of friends in college, literally tons of friends. Like there was nowhere that we went that there wasn't 20 to 50 people at all times. But, um, the end of my college was not real good. Um, I ended it in kind of a weird way. And so friendships kind of changed. Um, my trajectory of my life was a little bit different. And so I just didn't stay in all those circles. Um, I became a single mom, whereas they were all still kind of in the dating phase and, you know, no schedules and definitely not having newborns and a baby to tend to. And so, you know, when your life changes, your friendships change. And so I remember feeling so lost. Like I had all these Facebook friends, but did I really have any real friends. 
You know what I mean? Um, there was people in my life that they just would change in a season and I could call them at any moment, but it was just different. I didn't have anybody in close proximity that I could go eat with that could come over and help with a baby or I just didn't know anybody. And so I found myself feeling really, really alone. Maybe this is you where you feel isolated and your life has changed and um, maybe it's because of marriage. Maybe it's because you've moved. Maybe because you've added in children and your your friends aren't there. And I want to say this. I don't have any hard feelings towards any of those people. I still talk to a lot of those people, um, both by text, phone, Snapchat. Yes, I still Snapchat, um, Instagram and Facebook. I, I still do. And I love them. But our lives just took a detour. For most of them, I live hours, some states um, away. And so we just we're obviously not going to be doing life together. So I want to say that I still love them. Um, I just, I wasn't in that season anymore. And so I remember feeling really isolated and really alone. I remember seeing them move on and, and being in new communities and getting married and becoming friends with their spouses, wives, and going on vacations together and having neighborhood block parties and having the church friends that they had always wanted and being very involved. And I thought, well, why not me? Right. I had more internet friends than probably all of them put together, but that didn't really mean anything at the end of the day. I knew that God did have a plan for friendships, but I couldn't see it then. And honestly, y'all, there's some days that I struggle with it still today. I knew that I wanted healthy friendships. You know, <laughs> I have two daughters. You guys know this. And I have a son and then pregnant again. And we're not finding out the gender of this baby. But especially with my daughters, now that they're getting older, we talk about how, you know, friendships can be funny. And I know that there's this whole thing that girls are mean and blah, blah, blah. But what if we quit saying that to our daughters? What if we said girls are kind? And they're the best friends you'll ever have. And they're the best helpers you'll ever know. And they're loving and they're supportive and they're encouraging to your heart. What if we started encouraging that? And instead of every single time we just said girls are mean and they're gossipy and they're backstabbers and they're blah. And I know that that's true. But what if we started changing the storyline and what we were putting out there and what we were speaking over friendships and girls and women. I asked the Lord for discernment if people were really for me or not. And I don't mean by, oh, she doesn't Facebook comment or like or whatever. That's not it. Y'all, if you're basing your, your friends off of that, stop. That is petty and juvenile. All right. I will tell you a really funny thing. My brother and I um, were... When I say we're close, I don't mean that we talk every single day. In fact, I probably don't talk to him every month sometimes. Um, but my brother and I are very close as far as love. I love him with everything I am. He loves me with everything he is. We would literally do anything in the world for one another. And we are very fiercely protective of one another. But there was a time in our life where I was dating somebody he didn't care for. And guess what? We, we were no longer Facebook friends. 
<laughs> I think we actually ended up blocking each other or something so silly. And I just think about that. And I still loved him. He was still my blood, my family. I still talked to him. I still hung out with him. Facebook meant zero in the grand scheme of things. And so I give you that example because if you are basing friendships off of that, stop. I have friends that never even log on to social media. They have a profile, but they do not, they're not on that. Their business is not run on social media like mine, mine are. So it's just not a thing, right? So let's not, I'm not talking about that. I asked God forgive me to give me discernment about friends that would build me up, that they would see my strengths and they would call them out, that they would affirm me, that my friends would speak my love languages. You know, that was something that was so big to me because I've always been somebody that's always been very thoughtful. And I thought, why can't I have these friendships that are back? You know, why can't I have that? I would see these friends doing these surprise birthday parties and sending each other things in the mail and doing shout outs. Yes. On social media and just talking about their friends. And I was like, I want that. And only, not only do I want that, I want to be that. When you are praying for friends, start praying for you to become the friend that you want. That's been really, really hard for me because I had built walls up with people. I didn't want to trust people. I didn't want to let anybody in. I kept everybody out. And honestly, I became my own worst enemy when it came to meeting new friends. I was very close-minded on what my friendships should look like, act like, what their hobbies should be. I wasn't really open for anybody new. But yet, in the meantime, I wanted new people. How crazy. I remember when I moved to Matador. And I met my first friend up here and she's very dear to my heart and I don't see her very often, but, um, she was my first friend and she was so important to me because she taught me things. She was very different from me at the time. She was way ahead of me on all the natural and non-toxic and all this stuff. And so I was just like the sponge that was intrigued by her. She had been married a little bit longer than me, but had kids about the same age as mine. And so that was really, really good. We ended up finding and I thought, wow, how cool is this? It was like she adopted me or something. Fast forward, I got pregnant with my son and she was the friend that was sitting next to me in my shower, writing down what the gifts were. And I thought, Lord, thank you for bringing her to me. Because when I first moved there, I didn't even know if there would be anybody to invite to a baby shower besides family, right? And so his faithfulness started showing up and I started recognizing it. I remember asking the Lord for faithful friends, for loyal friends. Loyalty is something that's very important to me. And I thought, God, I want some people that are loyal to me and my family, not people that I share things in the middle of needing prayer and then they run their mouth to the others and my, you know, and, and they boast in my weakness. And we've all had that happen, right? I wanted people that were fiercely protective over my children. That would correct them when needed and I wasn't in the room, but would love them and accept them and include them. And I have found that. And so I want to encourage you that those people are out there. I'll tell you that God brings people along in the craziest of ways. Two of my very good friends that I call family, I met on the internet. Yes, on the internet. Both of these women in two different areas. One lives in the Panhandle. One lives like in Fort Worth area and Weatherford. And I met them on the internet. 
Now I became friends with them by way of the health and wellness business that I have. And so that's how the conversation was started. Some products about getting your health in check turned into a lifelong friendship. So you never know how God can do that. It may be in the sports team that your kids play on. It may be in the church where you're serving. It may be at the post office. It may be at some Facebook friend. You know, sometimes people say, how do you meet all these people? Well, have discernment and and see if, if you think that the Lord is really bringing this person in your life to be a friend or if it's like a weirdo. <laughs> I know that people get all scared about that. And, you know, you do have to have kind of your antenna raised, um, your Holy Spirit antenna for discernment. But I just want you to know that two of my very, very, very close friends were off of Instagram and Facebook. Praise be to God. Had I just shut that off and said, no, that's not possible. Look what I would have missed out on their families. They missing out on my family, us being prayer partners and, and friends, just friends. I talk to both of them every single day, every single day. Now, I hate that we don't live in the same neighborhood, but I feel like God has a plan for that. And then my other friend that y'all have heard and um, you see, I had known her. We had run around in the same circles, but I didn't know her as a friend. We were Facebook friends, but I didn't know her. You know how she became a really dear friend and what we call Aunt Shishi around here? Because of her friend slash family member. So God is a connector and he brings people together that you cannot see. And the obedience of her reaching out and the obedience of me answering the, the message is how we became connected. Another time that it was through something that is unconventional. It wasn't just like, you know, you go to a gathering and here's all the friends and you're like meeting blind date friendships. That's, that's just not how it happened. So have your eyes open and let your heart be receptive to people. And then I want to tell you when I, we moved and the friendships there. So I've really been praying for the past few years for God to give us a community of friends because all these other friends that I just spoke about, they all have their community of friends. They do life together. Um, you know, um, especially my one friend, they have these family meals. Somebody might pick up little kids for lunch or dinner. I mean, they're together all the time. They go to the beach together. They go on family vacations together. I mean, they're just, they're together all the time. And so that's something that we haven't experienced yet. But I've been asking God, cultivate my heart, bring the right people in. And he is doing that. We have been invited to more things in the last, I would say, six months than we have ever been invited in the almost five years of being married. It has been the coolest thing to see God's faithfulness and his timing, because I know that he'd done this three years ago. It would have been the right time. He knew that we would be in this town. He knew that we would be having things change in our lives and we would need people in close proximity to be available to us and to have prayer partners and to have the same kids age and that we're going to the mother's day out together and that our kids are doing cheerleading together or dance together. Right. I mean, doing life together y'all. And now I can see the beauty of what this is. And while we, um, don't hang out with the same group or really anybody yet on a weekly or even monthly basis, we can see that happening. We're now inviting people. Hey, do you want to come eat with us? Hey, do you want to go to a concert together? Hey, what are y'all doing 
tonight. Hey, do y'all want to go have lunch together? Hey, what are your girls doing tonight? Do they want to come over and play for a little while? These kind of things, y'all, are happening now. And Colt and I are starting to be the people that are willing to call and pick up the phone. We're starting to be bold in these friendships, whereas used to, not before. I remember the first time I ever invited anybody over to our house for a cookie gathering in December um, two years ago. I literally cried. I was so scared to guess nobody was going to show up. I felt so vulnerable and I wish that I could have just canceled the whole event and I, find, I almost did. What I realized was that people did come and they did enjoy themselves. And I'll tell you that we had such a wonderful time. But when they left that night, the enemy came in and said that wasn't any fun. Nobody will ever come back over again. They didn't have a good time. They didn't like it. They're not really your friends, Casey. Nobody wants to come hang out with you. And he captivated my mind for a while. And I felt so inferior. And it was a lie. That was not true at all. Fast forward a few months later, I decided, okay, I'd like to do that again, but on a greater scale. I invited way too many people, and that's just how I roll. But I didn't realize that it was farming season. In May is when people start farming around here. I didn't know that, so I planned this gathering during, Mar uh, during May. Well, I'm just going to say that about 90% of everybody here is a farmer's wife, and their husbands are farmers. And so I did this big thing. Thought everybody's going to be able to come. Didn't realize that it was middle of season. Literally nobody could come. And I felt about the size of a snail. Maybe worm. I felt awful about it. The enemy really took captive my mind. I remember bawling. I FaceTimed one of my really good friends. And I was literally bawling hysterically. Could not breathe. I said, nobody wants me. Nobody wants to be friends with me. Why do I even live here? What am I doing? From afar, she held me. And she prayed over me. And then God did his magic thing that he does. It's not magic. It's the Holy Spirit. But you know what I mean. And he sent my husband in. He said, why are you crying? He said, okay, just, just go get your jeans and your boots on. I'm going to go saddle your horse. And in that moment, it was the greatest thing ever because we got to have that time together. And it was confirmation of the bond between my husband and I. The next day, the text started rolling in. Casey, we're so sorry. How was your thing last night? I had to tell them all that nobody came. And I felt so bad. And they said, well, let's get back together. And I could have stopped there. And I could have put that wall up. And I could have rejected all of them and said, they're terrible. I don't want to be friends with them. They don't show up, blah, blah, blah. Or I could have extended the same grace that I was going to need when I missed a text message or forgot to answer a call. Or I got invited somewhere and I couldn't go because we didn't have any babysitters or whatever, right? And the Lord used that opportunity to work in my heart and to realize that friendship that I was praying for is going to require forgiveness and grace and understanding. And that these people were going to be very imperfect, just like I was. And if I wanted them to be in our lives, I needed to understand that. And I needed to extend that grace initially from the start. And so over the last, like I would say, probably year and a half, he has started building some things, things that we get excited about, people that we're now able to talk about, people that I was able to tell about our pregnancy before the internet ever even knew, people that celebrated us, hugged us, asked us if they could host a baby shower for us when the time is near, people that we talk about what we're reading with, <laughs> you know, silly mom things that happen and 
praying over one another, humor, and having fun, loving each other's children. I want to give you some Bible verses to end this. Proverbs 18, 24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know that the friend that the God's putting in my life and the people that he's already put in our lives are reliable. I can call them whenever. I know that God wants us to live in unity. Psalm 133, 1. How good and pleasant is it when God... When God's people live together in unity. And then I'm reminded of this. Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. You know, I think that's where I went wrong a lot of time in my friendships. Because I wanted, what can I get out of it? What can they do for me? How can they help me become a better person? Instead of, how can I serve them? Love them. Encourage them right and if you've ever seen anything i always say support your friends support your small businesses tell them they're doing a good job tell that mom that you're doing a good job because you just never know but if there's first thessalonians 5 11 it says therefore encourage one another build each other up just in fact as you are doing if you want to have that community if you want to have those friendships start being those friends I know that it's, it's a long game, y'all. This isn't a short game. This is a long game. Lifelong friendships means lifelong commitment. And I want to also tell you, not all people are going to stay forever. God puts people and things in your life for a season and then he removes them. And that's okay. You can bless and release. There's no ill will or harm. But be willing to do that so that when you open your hand, God can fill it with something better and something for this next season. We are so thankful for God cultivating our hearts, stirring it up, giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and being receptive and willing when he's put people into our path. And I pray you are too. Thank you, God, for the friends in our life. Lord, thank you for the friends that we've had forever. Thank you for the friends that we've just met. Thank you for the friends that we haven't even met. Lord, I ask that you would just begin cultivating in these communities and these people that are listening today, Lord, to cultivate in their hearts, God, that they would become the friends that they want to have. Lord, that they would be able to show love to one another, to build each other up, encourage one another, be that body of Christ that we are to be. Lord, that they would live in unity and not in seclusion, God. Lord, they would be reminded that we are called to do life together so that we can build each other up for the kingdom. Lord, that our kids would be raised in that type of community so that they would continue that on and their isolation would have no business in their lives, God. Lord, that the enemy does not get to run in our minds and we our minds are not his playground to tell us that we are alone, unwanted, unseen, or uninvited. God, that we are invited by the right people, that we are included by the right people, that we are so loved by the people that you have for us. And so, God, I just thank you for what you're doing and continue to do. I thank you for the people that we've yet to meet. I thank you for the people that you've placed in our lives, that we can build those strong um, relationships together and bind each other once, um, bond together even stronger. Lord, we love you and thank you and praise you and honor you. Amen. Hey, friend, I pray 
that this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor? Take three minutes and give me a review. Five star is obviously the best. And in the comments, write how God spoke to you today. Also, if you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Casey Graham Russell all together. I would love to connect with you over there. And if you haven't checked out my website, CaseyGrahamRussell.com, we are constantly updating things. I'm sending out emails and just trying my best to give you guys more tools to live out your God-sized dreams. Until next time, God bless. And hey, guess what? I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more.